Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, DAD, and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? Happy Friday. Glad to be back once again. I know. I did miss you on last week's show when we were chatting with Thunder Rosa. How was it? It was really, really nice. Like, uh, so she showed up about 15 minutes before we went live. And she was there like, it was like, oh, cool. I'm ready to go when you are. And I was like, oh yeah, we're not going live for another 15 minutes yet. So you got a bit of time to like relax if you want to like leave this call and come back in time. She's like, no, it's cool. So we just hung out and chatted for 15 minutes. She went and got breakfast. And so yeah. I, when she got her breakfast and it was Aww. awesome. That's awesome. That's because really like, awesome. like, I know for you, like it's not that big of a deal. Your coworkers, like you just do stuff oh, together all the time. It's still a big deal. Yeah, I would say it's still a big deal. I'm such a mark that I was like, I was like freaking out a little bit before. Like there are certain interviews that I do where I freak out a little bit beforehand because I get really nervous about speaking with them. I had the same thing with Eddie Kingston. Um, and I was like with Thunder Rose, I was like, I'm getting like butterflies. Like, do like get rid of his dog. Interviewing people or just like certain people? Just certain people. People okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm massively like respect or like I really like. Like if you were to sit me down and like, do you want to interview Raven? I would be an absolute mess. Oh my God. I, I would yeah. do anything to see you interview Raven. Have you reached out to Raven? no because i don't think i want to interview him because he'd be too scared i'd be too scared like i would be too afraid of like what i would do i would say something wrong or he would think i'm a complete idiot and then i'm like i don't i don't want to get it wrong i don't want to get my chat with raven wrong so i gotta tell you so like i don't know why but your video keeps freezing on this and it keeps flashing back to like a smiling picture and then a normal picture and then back to the smiling picture I'm basically like a, a stop motion animation at this point. I'm like yeah, a, a bad you are. GIF. Like I think at the moment it's just frozen on me, just touching my nose. Oh, I think yeah, I'm now... there you are. You're back. Yeah. So Man. as you were saying about the Raven situation, so um, I don't blame you because I would not be able to interview Taylor Swift. I think the pressure would just be too high. Where like I feel I would overthink everything and overthink my questions and then my questions instead of being like natural and smart they would be stupid <laughs> and she would think that I'm stupid and then I would just feel horrible so I, I agree but I have interviewed Raven and it was interesting I'll tell you that much so 
I remember when I reached out to him and like we emailed, we emailed Raven and I, we emailed mm-hmm. Luke. He should be jealous right now. We emailed. <laughs> anyway, so um, w- so when we did the interview afterwards, like I was so nervous too. Like I was nervous just because he has like that aura of like he's he doesn't have the aura of like I don't know how to explain it. Like he's he's got an he's he's a little bit intimidating. I would say just to mm-hmm. me, he's just a tad bit intimidating. Anyway, so we did the interview and it was great. He was so nice. He respected me and you know gave me a lot. All of this good stuff. And then afterwards, he gave me advice too. Oh, cool. And he's all like, can I give you a piece of advice? And I was like, oh, God, he's going to bury me. This is it. This is it. And he just basically said, you talk too fast. And that was it. I just, I think I would end up just asking you about uh, the Louis Theroux documentary. So Louis Theroux did a documentary in 2000 uh, on wrestling. He did a Weird Weekend episode on wrestling. And he went to a WCW show. And so, like, he got to hang out sort of like backstage at WCW while they were taping Nitro. And he asks a guy there, like one of the trainers at the power plant about wrestling being fake. And like that, he didn't use that word, but he was talking about it being predetermined and things like that. And this guy, the corporal, then he goes down to the power plant, like the following day to like, see what it's like to train to be a professional wrestler. That was part of the weird weekend thing. And they run him ragged because they wanted to bury him and expose him for like talking trash about wrestling. And like, they work him so much that he throws up. And like, is this like, it, it was insane. Edith Skipper's like in the documentary stuff, like training at the power plant and all this sort of stuff. But the first part of the documentary is sort of like the intro tease is him talking to Raven at an airport. And he's just, you know, like, like oh, I'm Louis through from the BBC. And Raven says like, do you know who I am? And Raven, and he goes like, no, I don't. And Raven's like, so you're doing a documentary on wrestling and you don't know who I am. And Louis no. just looks at him and says, Yep, I don't know who you are. <gasps> that is terrible. And what happened next? Well, that's it. Like, they don't see the rest of it. So I want to find out from Raven what happened when you spoke with Louis through after he told you that he didn't know who you were. Because that's the, that's the only bit of it they part? show. Well, that's the thing. Is like, I'm pretty sure all the questions I would have about Raven would be really specific moments in his career. And he'd be like, I don't remember any of this. And then like, he'd be like, Stalker, I don't want to do this interview. Bye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> ask me this ask me about the sandman feud like at least i can tell you stories about that i like i want to yeah. ask him about like the shoot interview he did with the honky tonk man where they went through like the hundred biggest like wrestling salacious rumors of all time which was a podcast i used to listen to. not a podcast but it was a shoot interview i used to listen to all the time like i had it on audio and i when i was working night shifts then just talking about the size of wrestlers dicks and all this sort of stuff oh and, my and, god and we're like what was that oh, like well, filming I- that shoot interview with the with the honky tonk man I was going to say, I've heard rumors. I've heard like rumors and I don't even want to talk about it. Never mind. I'm not even going to get into this conversation. I think you've heard the same is it, rumors. Is it I've about heard. Raven? Yeah. It, yeah. You've yeah, heard yeah, those yeah. rumors, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Raven like <laughs> himself started the rumor, I'm pretty sure. Oh, did he really? I don't it's know where, sh- I don't know how I heard this. Like, you know, it's, rumors just spread. It's on that shoot interview that he did with the Honky Tonk Man. Like, it's all like, that is where I heard it. It's from, it's from like the horse's he- mouth, so to speak. You're killing me, Luke. You're killing me. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's you yourself saying it, it's got to be somebody else saying it. More so, like, a chick or whoever you're with, you know? They got to be saying it. If you yourself are saying it, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, what it was is, like, it's on the rumor's website, and then he just confirms the rumor. So, you know. Oh, he who's going to deny that rumor? I'm sorry. I I wouldn't deny that rumor (laughs) about where a guy. (laughs) 
I'm going to deny that rumor as a female right now, though. Shut that rumor down. <laughs> anyway, we've got to jump into this show here now. Talking about Jeff Hardy and him explaining his erratic behavior in WWE. Here is the show. Jeff Hardy has explained the erratic behavior that he displayed at the WWE house show that led him to getting released and has also talked a little bit about his time uh, towards the end of his WWE run. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, the real Jam champion, and I'm joined by the real hardest working person in all of sports infotainment in the comfiest clothes you can possibly imagine. Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? Um, I feel like today I'm like the laziest person on planet Earth, actually. Uh, I, I didn't want to come on in like regular people clothes today. I just needed to feel it's cold today. I woke up and I didn't want to get up because it was just so cold. What do you mean it's cold today? Like define cold. I don't cold. know. Like I woke up and my house was cold and I was like, oh no, this is not going to do. <laughs> and so I like actually changed. This like wasn't my pajamas. I changed. So I changed into, I, I was not wearing like regular on camera pajamas. These pajamas are for on camera. Oh, these are your fancy pajamas. These are my fancy pajamas. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Not my real ones. My real ones cannot. I can't sleep in this, to be honest. I'll get really sweaty. Um, and as Zach says here, we have got Denise Salcedo, giraffe edition. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> seen how giraffes fight, by the way, with their necks? Oh, neck whipping? Yeah. It's nuts. Right? It's um, kind of brutal. Hurts your own neck seeing that. But anyway, so... uh. Luke, I'll neck, I'll neck whip you today if Don't you act up. Don't be neck whipping me, Denise. We're supposed to be friends Wait, here. This, this is supposed to be a nice <laughs> I'm trying to neck whip you all the way in London. I don't even live in London anymore. Well, um, I, I forget where you live, but you're forever in London to me. Oh, I like this from Sid. Jam that jammies. Jam that. Ugh. And they're like full on too. Like there's no like, you know. And then they are like. It gets better. Hold on. It gets better. Wait. Hey, okay. I, I'll we'll see. I'll believe it when I say it. It gets better. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> She's wearing cute bunny slippers. <laughs> and so I'm on top. The whole thing is a giraffe, and then the bottom are bunnies. So about like 10 or so years ago here in the United Kingdom, we had like a, a phase where people were wearing onesies all the time. And it was just like, it was the thing to be done was just to like wear onesies and Primark was selling various types of onesies to buy. And it, it was a phase and it very quickly died out. And I never thought again, I would see anyone actually wearing a onesie. And yet well, here I am. I got to tell you, I feel like onesies are not like you only really see them around Christmas time. Like every family during Christmas does that one photo where they're all wearing onesies. Right. And so this is actually my first pair of onesies. <laughs> so I feel like because it's my first pair, it's OK. If I had like a second pair, it'd be too much. I also thought as well that you were just trying to, because I've said recently on episodes that I'm, I'm doing this show with Wendy Chu because you have just yeah. shown up in your pajamas and stuff. I was like, I was like, is, is Denise trying to one up the gimmick now? 
Well, here's the thing. I would not be on here in my onesie and bunny slippers if it wasn't for Wendy Chu. Like if Wendy Chu was not a wrestling character, I would not be here just this way. So thank God for Wendy Chu because now I can say, well, I'm just cosplaying Wendy Chu. <laughs> right. Well, let's get into uh, the main portion of this podcast. Uh, so speaking of podcasts, earlier today, uh, John Albers' show that he does with uh, Matt Hardy aired uh, their latest episode. They premiered it on YouTube, in fact, this morning uh, here in the UK time. And it was the first time that Matt and Jeff were talking together and, you know, talking about Jeff's time in WWE, Jeff going across to All Elite Wrestling and this, that and the other. Before we dive into that, Denise, I wanted to ask you, I know you did the dance on your uh, your figure four show when Jeff made his debut. Uh, but how have you found Jeff's, like his two weeks that he's had in All Elite Wrestling? Simple and straight to the point. You know, he's come out, done the greatest hits. Uh, the the So I posted that joke on uh, Twitter about when his brother was getting beat up and him coming out and making his debut and still having time to dance. I swear to God, that thing got over 20,000 likes, by the way. It was like one of my most popular light tweets ever. So I was like, yes, I'm funny. Well, technically Jeff Hardy is funny, but whatever. Um, but anyway, so, um, I mean, that was fine. Like the way that he was introduced, it was a nice little ha-ha moment with him coming out and dancing. And then afterwards, that hug though, that hug with their expressions. I mean, like yeah. it was a very expressionable hug. And then on top of that, we were back, uh, you know, the following week, they sent out a couple hours before the show actually you know, debuted, well, debuted, premiered, came on TV, five o'clock. Um, so anyway, so prior to the Dynamite starting, AEW sent out a press release, basically letting everybody know, like, hey, tonight we're going to see the Hardy Boys. They're going to be making their in-ring debut together as a team in AEW. And I was like, okay, they're really making sure that this feels like a big deal by going out and being official and sending out a press release for it. So, um... That was exciting. I thought that private party was a good team to go ahead and kick them off in their, uh, you know, first match together as a team. Uh, from the looks of it, they're going as the Hardys and not the Hardy boys. So that's cool, too. But it feels pretty legit because, you know, they got the music. When they came out to the outfits, like Matt Hardy seriously looks like 10 years younger. I don't it's know amazing, how. amazing, isn't it? I don't know yeah. how it happened. But just by wearing that tight T-shirt and those like cargo pants, and I was like, oh, it's 1999 again exactly exactly so good for them i mean i thought that you know again like jeff hit all his greatest hits in the match itself and i think that's what people wanted to see they just wanted to have like a feel-good nostalgia moment so that they are <laughs> the conversation of jeff doing the dance while his brother was getting beaten up actually came up in the interview uh jeff says here the reaction was the best form of adrenaline and energy from wrestling fans that pop as they call it i let out the energy and that yell and i was so torn because i was saving my brother and my biggest hero sting and this new guy darby allen and i just met him that day and i was like this is really happening i'm about to debut in aew matt told me take your time and do the dance but i was like but I have to save my brother. I think it would, it worked out pretty perfectly. It was just overwhelming. And I'll be glad when I have patience, I, I can do a patient entrance and I can absorb the atmosphere. Uh, Matt says, yeah, doing, apparently the dance is called the Doogie. So the more, you know. It has a name this whole yeah, time. It's, it's called the Doogie. I mean, I just thought it like, because it was given to them by Michael Hayes because it was a free bird thing. So I just thought it was the free bird. But anyway, it's called the Doogie. I doing just the thought doogie. it was the Hardy Boys dance. <laughs> that was it. 
So Matt says, yeah, doing the doogie on the run was a compromise. The music was going to be such a big moment. Fans were going to be out of their minds. And I wanted him to do the doogie as he's the big star. Do the full entrance, even though they're beating my ass. It wasn't on him. If it was up to him, he would have run in. It was up to me. He's a big star, damn it. He's going to get the big entrance. But I think it made it better, though, to be honest. Because, come on, it's his debut. And imagine coming into your debut and not being able to, like, fully experience, like, the crowd energy and, you know, the music and everything that goes into making a debut. Like, I personally think that he had to... Well, not had to because of like this, like he had to for the sake of making a debut come out to his normal entrance. But for the sake of the story, yeah, it was kind of silly to have him coming out dancing. But uh, it's I liked I think at the end of the day, like it was funny. You know, a lot of people were saying like, oh, that's a real brother. When you know your brother's getting beat up and you still take the time to dance. Uh, just as a correction as well. Some people are saying in the chat, it's not a dookie, it's a duggy. Oh, okay. Well, Dougie, Doogie, Duffy, sure whatever they're the calling it. It is spelled the same as Doogie Hauser, so that's what I'm I just with. didn't know it had a name. My bad. <laughs> I'm going to uh, call it the Ducky. <laughs> but let me forget you. It's a free bird dance. So, anyway. No, it's the Ducky, Luke. <laughs> okay, so Actually, my apologies, Denise. would be like, no, that's a chicken. That's a chicken, though. Quite. You'd think I would know this because I've got a six-month-old that they I would be able this. to like, do yeah no Come that's, on, a, chicken, that's a chicken dance that's no, again that's, like that's oh, bending that's over let me see you shake too? a tail feather no this like, that is my duck butt you want to be <laughs> your duck butt? that was my duck butt and this is my duck neck <laughs> you got your giraffe neck and your duck butt oh god i'm just an animal today <laughs> well i mean we are animals fyi at the end of the day um so anyway Let's get into the meat of this. Jeff talked about the his erratic behavior. So the report at the time was that Jeff was doing a house show in Texas and he just left the match. He just walked out on the match and that was the end of his time in WWE. They had big plans for him. He was going to head into a feud with Roman Reigns over the Universal Championship that was going like, to give Roman something to do before he led into the Brock match at Mania. And WWE always saw him as a top guy like he was the final guy for smackdown in the survivor series match going up against seth rollins and it felt like he was on the precipice of like a big top main event baby face run albeit for a short period of time before they went to mania and then this you know this thing happened at house show and he was released uh everyone assumed that it was jeff being jeff and i mean maybe this is just because so for our Patreon, I just recently rewatched Victory Road 2011, which is the show with the Sting match. And maybe because I've, I'm doing so much reading on Jeff at, you know, in he was let go from WWE in the early 2000s because of his behavior. They said, go to rehab or be fired. He opted to be fired. He then went to TNA. He had his problems there. He was fired from TNA. He went back to WWE. He had his problems there. And then he left WWE and he went to TNA, back to TNA, where he was arrested on drug felony charges. Like the week after he got signed, and they still put the belt on him. And then the sting thing happened. And I, maybe it's just because I'm reading up on so much of this at this point. There was like the whole, I, I mean, I don't know what you thought at the time when the news came out, it was just like a, oh man, I hope this isn't, this is just not again. I mean, what, what, were, what were your feelings at the time? My feelings at the time were legitimately just like, it's sad, but when you see a person constantly in the news for like, let's say like drunk driving or any of those things, it's just one of the things where you're just like, man, 
that person has a problem and this is just now a pattern. And that was it. That was literally the extent of my thoughts. That was it. I was like, oh, well, he has a problem. That's addiction, man. Like addiction is no joke. It's a, it's a hell of a thing. But Matt and Jeff were, you know, saying that there's no, there's nothing here. Like there was no drugs involved. And they even see, you know, they've been challenging WWE to release the uh, the drug test results that they took on Jeff because they know that they're going to come back clean. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and WWE, like, they haven't released them. And I think that sort of says the fact that there was that report that came out that said that maybe they actually had jumped the gun on releasing him. So let me ask you a question, though. In this interview, was Jeff asked why he walked out? Yes. So here is what Jeff said. Uh, Certain things happen for a reason. And this subconsciously was one of the smartest things I've ever done, guided by something higher than me. He then goes on to talk about his time in WWE. It was weird. He didn't really answer the question. I know he he, he does, but he sort of like, he talks about like what his time in WWE, like what led to this decision being made. Okay, got it. Uh, It was weird. I guess the best way I can describe my journey of the last few months in WWE was like glimmers of hope. Like maybe I do something and the last glimmer of hope was the Survivor Series that I almost won. And the crowd was so behind me and I felt like it was one of the most popular baby faces in WWE, that crowd was so with me. And then other times I felt like a ghost roaming the halls. Like, why am I even here? I don't feel important at all. I kept doing whatever they wanted and I never had been a politician. So I'd never go out of my way to achieve a certain status. That night in Texas, I finished the heat. I took the heat and then I thought to myself, I'm ready to go. I went into the crowd and they naturally thought that it was drugs, but it wasn't drugs. And that was it. Apparently his decision was just, he did his spot in the match and then he was like, yeah, I'm done and I'm out. Yeah. And I get, here's the thing though. Like when I first heard that, when I first heard that he just walked out instantly, my brain went to like, oh, maybe he's not all there. And realistically, I don't feel like you can get blamed for thinking that because it's not really like a rational decision just to walk out in the middle of the match. Like, it's not something that people do, at least that I, you know, not a common thing that people do. And I think at the end of the day, like, that is a little bit, uh, you know, weird that he did that. But I mean, I don't know what was going through his mind of like, hey, that's it, you know? Um, Jesus, like, it's one of those things where, yeah, it looks bad. And I feel like, I I don't know what the rules are, but I feel like the company could have literally just like released them off of that and been like, you know what? That was unprofessional. You can't do that. And Hey, you're gone, you know, versus like whether or not he had drugs or not in his system, then, I mean, I think that will eventually come to light. But if they're challenging him, if they're challenging WWE, like I feel that they're very, very confident that obviously there was no drugs in his system. So I feel like they know it. So that's why they're challenging them. I think so as well. And I think WWE know that I, I don't think there was anything in his system. If only because, and maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Maybe I'm off base here. But WWE wanted him back for the Rumble. They offered him a spot in the Royal Rumble. So, and that was, in, you know, that's, January after the December when they when they released him. So, if the, if he did have stuff in his systems and those drug tests came back positive and it was like, oh yeah, he was loaded and that's why we had to release him. I don't think they'd have offered him the spot in the Rumble. But you know what this brings up, and I don't feel like anybody else is making this correlation, is that like I I feel like with Jeff Hardy walking out, that eventually led to his release. Right? It kind of sucks though when you think about it for people like Mustafa Ali 
who is literally stuck in this contract, right? And he mm-hmm. went about it the proper channels to try to get out of his contract and cannot. And it kind of does suck. Like if, you know, Mustafa Ali was to show up to a show and just be like, you know what? Peace. I'm out. I'm going to walk out. It would be like the unprofessional thing to do. But in a way, that would be what would get him out of his contract because now, you know, this has set a precedence for that. So oh. it does kind of suck when I think about it, though. When yeah, I think totally. about how Jeff Hardy got out of his contract, I, I think it's unfair for guys like Mustafa Ali who are going through those channels. Like, you got to think about it that way. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's something that pops into my head when I think about the way that it was the whole exit happened. Poor old Mustafa Ali can't get booked on a show, though. He can't get booked on a show to walk out of. He's done. Like, in terms of, like, I know, like, what, a while back he just tweeted, like, I'll see you guys in, I think he said two years or four years. Yeah, it was like two years. years. It's like two years he's still in contract. That sucks, man. Like, I'm sorry, but I think about it and that thing, like, that bothers me. I feel really bad for Ali because it's just, like, no, it's, I mean, we're not going to get into that right now because we can get into the whole argument of what an independent independent contract is. And, like, that just, it bums me out. Yeah. Uh, Also, a quick shout-out. Morning, Andrew. Andrew Zarian joining us for this show. Lovely to see you as always. Um, We've got a couple of other quotes here from uh, Jeff. He said, um, it was just another unpredictable thing that I can do and get away with it. But it was more serious than that. It was one of the smartest things I've ever done and it worked out perfectly. My first day in uh, my first day in AEW, I felt valuable for the first time. The love I was shown, I just got chills thinking about it. WWE just felt like they wanted to keep me there to sell more action figures is a very damning indictment of wwe uh matt chimes in to say um this is one of the things though with wwe i could see vince wanted a different career path for me but i love pro wrestling and obviously that was our dream and that's why we've done this for so long because we love it and i feel there's so much value in older guys but sometimes with wwe it's just kind of vince's mindset sometimes he just uses older guys like a cog in the machine to get other people over and sell action figures you could tell right from day one that in aew you are valued as a human being and also you're a value of being a huge star jeff hardy and also one of the greatest tag teams of all time the hardy boys it's immediately an issue they treat us with certain respect and dignity yeah and that's the thing too like i feel like i get like there's certain guys on the roster that are meant to just be you know those guys that help put other guys over and that's there's nothing wrong with that but when you have but people like jeff hardy when you've already had this like established career in wwe or like such an iconic career rather it you don't put people like that in that situation because I remember this conversation that you and I were having in the past when I asked you like, Oh, who like just randomly, like who's the person that no matter what you always like mark out and like fanboy over. And you were like Jeff Hardy. And I was like, Oh man, like Jeff Hardy, like I get it. Right. But I don't get it in this present time because when we were talking about it, he was just jobbing left and right on Monday night raw. And it was, it got to the point where when he would come out, it was like, oh, this is going to be a match that I don't care about. It got That's to that exactly point. Yeah. Of, you know, like, yeah, Jeff Hardy. Now it's going to be like, oh, I don't care about this Raw match. He just came out and he was just, do my dance, do my dance, do my little claps, and then I'll play the hits and then I'm on my way. Like there was no passion or anything behind it. Yeah. And so when you think about that, like that definitely sucks and i think like when you especially when you've already proven yourself you've already proven yourself to be a star you've already proven yourself that you know you're willing to put your body on the line i just feel like when you've proven yourself to do all of these things you don't want to be treated that way but then it's just like man i, I, 
I don't know. It's a hard thing to say because at the same time, you're like, well, then why go back to the company, right? But I think at the end of the day, like every single person that you've wondered, like, why do they go back to the company or why did they resign? Like they always sound really positive about what is going to surround their career. And then it just never happens that way. It's funny as well, because when Jeff got released, there were a lot of people that came up with that theory that he did it on purpose so that he would get released from his contract and he can go to AEW with Matt. And there were a lot of reports at the time. I think Sean put out a report. I think David put out a report as well that said, that's not the case. That is not what happens. And I mean, even going by those quotes, it doesn't really sound like that's what happened. Like he didn't go into that show in Texas thinking, I'm going to do this and it's going to get me released. It was just in the moment he made a snap decision, I'm walking out. And because he walked out, WWE assumed something and then they fired him. So I don't think he did it with the intention of they will see my track record and think it's this. It was just, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. I think it's more of just like, I can imagine it's more of I've had it. I'm done with this BS. This is, you know, that sort of mentality. Like, that's the way I see it. Yeah, I'm done. This is done. I've been fed up. I've had it. I'm out. Uh, and we've got uh, the other comments that I, that really jumped out to me from the interview as well is that WWE offered him after they'd fired him, after they had offered him the Royal Rumble spot in January, they then offered him a spot at this year's Hall of Fame. And it was to go in as a solo act, not with Matt. It was just to go in as Jeff Hardy. And Jeff here said, it felt completely wrong. It didn't feel like the time at all. I almost felt offended. I was very emotional, almost felt offended. Like, wait, what? After my 90 days is up and the Hall of Fame is in April, I do go to AEW. How is that going to work? What are you trying to hit me with if I do sign with AEW when I'm free and I'm going into the Hall of Fame? How does that work? My mind and emotion went crazy. I was in tears. This is my career. I know I've been an influential person to a lot of young and, mi and misunderstood individuals, but it felt wrong. I almost felt like, how dare you, in a sense? You offered Hall of Fame, yeah, you get offered the Hall of Fame, and it's like, oh, yeah, of course, I'm a Hall of Famer. It's never really meant that much to me, the Hall of Fame, whatever it is, but it's not time for that. That's why I was like, it's a hard no, especially because it feels like something Matt and I should go in together as the Hardy Boys when the time is right. It's just weird. I still don't know how I feel about it overall. It just felt wrong. Maybe I should have said, what if I'm in AEW at the time of the Hall of Fame? And Matt chimes in to say, I imagine they wanted to have you under a nice little contract where you couldn't have gone to AEW. Right, or at least prolong that until, you know, whatever. Maybe they changed his mind or worked on him a little bit. But it would just been so weird to see just Jeff go into the Hall of Fame. And that's not to say he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame in his own merit. But it's also like, come on, like, I, when it comes down to it, the meat, the creme de la creme of his career in WWE was with Matt Hardy. So you have to have both of them go into the Hall of Fame together. It would have just been like weird. And it would have been the big elephant in the room of like, oh, well, the only reason your brother isn't being inducted is because he's with the competition now. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, and I think that AEW let Billy Gunn go into the Hall of Fame as part of DX. And uh, there, there was in the Observer this week, D uh, Billy Gunn took part in an A&E documentary about DX, you know? So like, I think it's, if, they, if they'd have said, I'm going to sign with AEW, but I'll still go into the Hall of Fame. Like AEW would have been fine with it. It depends on what the WWE did. Like for me, when I read those comments, I kind of agree with what Matt was saying, which is like, WWE realized they made a mistake in December. 
So they tried to bring him back for the Rumble. He said no to that. So now they try to bring him back into the Hall of Fame, sign into a Legends deal, and that gets him back under contract with WWE, and now he can't go across to AEW. 100% right on those comments. Come on, let's be real. He's 100% right on all of that stuff. Uh, so yeah, I completely agree with Matt too and his speculation of what they were trying to do. And it makes sense. And can you blame them? Can you blame WWE, honestly, after like once they realized they messed up and they were like, maybe we shouldn't have dropped the gun here. Uh, hey, let's try to get them back. I get why they were trying to do it. Just for the uh, those counting, that is two swears from Denise Salcedo on this show when? already. <laughs> you just said when? you said you I didn't just hear said any of them. <laughs> you said, and I'm going to say it now. You said twice. Oh my god, that's not even a bad word, Luke. <laughs> that's not even a bad word. Technically, it is. Yeah, it's not a bad word. I mean, do you know, dude, I'm I'm fine with it. It's not like uh, I think it's okay. I'm just thinking of the YouTube algorithm. That's all I'm looking out for. <laughs> See, even Andrew Zarian is offended, Denise, because you're swearing on this channel. You know what? And I'm a more offended by every single time I got to see Andrew Zarian's chest hair because he never buttons up his shirts. I am more offended by how much Andrew Zarian spends on his shoes. Than I am by two curse words. Hey, do you know what I say, Andrew? Let the chest hair free. Such <laughs> See, a... I'm, how does that not affect the YouTube algorithm? Well, his sexy chest hair. Yes, sexy chest hair is too much for the YouTube algorithm. Apparently, it's not. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's going to bring in more numbers for him. See, that just bums me out. <laughs> Uh, so with Jeff now in AEW, um, what would you like to see from this run? Like we were talking about this on the, the AEW Dynamite review yesterday that it's, you know, there's various options you could go down. They're clearly doing almost a nostalgia run for them because they're coming out to the original Hardy Boys music. They are in their Hardy Boys gear and as you know, they're doing all the, the greatest hits Hardy Boys spots. But there's always that thing of like, does Matt bring back the broken universe? Do they want to do the broken universe stuff in AEW? Do you go for a Jeff singles run? What would you like to see out of Jeff? Uh, what would you like to see out of Jeff's run in All Elite Wrestling? I honestly want to see just a bunch of like tag team dream matches. That's all I want. I just want to see like a string of, you know, great matches with a uh, Jurassic Express, you know, a uh, frick. I would love to see, you know, Sting and Darby in there in the ring with them. Um, God, who else? I'm trying to think like, there's so many teams. Like when you, once you got Penta and Phoenix back together again, that's another one. Like there's, you know, Santana and Ortiz, like literally all the teams. I just want to see them go back to back and have like all of these awesome, uh, you know, just a string of matches. That's all I want personally for me. Would you like to see the Broken Universe back in All Elite Wrestling? I think the possibility is there. So I would say yes. And I think because Matt is always, you know, doing something a little bit different, I feel like it would be something fun to kind of like incorporate that, especially knowing that it works and people are a fan of it. Like bring it in and you can do it. I'm always on the fence with the with the Broken stuff. Like, it worked in TNA, but yeah. like, TNA was like, it was a much smaller crowd and that much smaller crowd was 100% behind the broken stuff. So that made it work and it made it feel really over. And I think if you then take that into when they came back for WrestleMania and the entire crowd is going delete, that is great because that is the hardcore of the hardcore fan base that are into this broken universe stuff. But if you do it in front of like an AEW audience, 
where you have got a lot more people than would have been in for impact shows and only 40, 50, maybe 60% of the audience are into it. It's going to feel really weird because that other 40% are like, I don't like this at all, or I'm not into this. I don't really get it. I don't understand what it is. And that creates a really weird atmosphere then, as opposed to what you're getting now is you have just got 100% of the viewers behind what Matt and Jeff are doing with that exactly. sort of nostalgia run. So I think like for me, I would steer clear of the broken stuff. I think it had its time and it was great for its time. But I think that it's maybe has had its day and we need to move on from it. I think like, I think that they have the option. I think they could do it if they wanted to. And I don't think it would be like one of those things where it's like past its day. Yeah, and I, and you know, perhaps I'm being really pessimistic about it. You know, like I'm. Yeah, you're just being a negative Nancy, Luke, and I don't <laughs> like it. You're sucking the fun out of the room. I mean, you're absolutely right. I am here to just suck the fun out of everything. Like, but I'm I'm really excited for the tag stuff that they can do, like FTR, House of Black. Like, I think I love how we went for like polar opposite teams. I was like, all right, we got to do like Jurassic. Well, we got to do Jurassic Express. I want to see the young bucks in there, and you're like FTR, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> How do you feel about the uh, the Bret Hart teases with FTR? I think it's interesting. It's interesting, and but I don't read too much into like, I'm not the person that reads too much into teases. Like I know a lot of people really like to do that stuff. I don't. I'm a wait and see kind of person. Yeah, I think Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer Radio that they do want him, and if he does come in, he won't be a heel. So that's almost feels like why FTR all of a sudden turned babyface in this feud with the Young Bucks. Um, hmm. Like I love Brett. We all love Brett. If it's if it's a if it's a good version of Brett, like if it's a Brett that's into it, all for it. But if it's a Brett that is just there, like, oh, I'm just here to collect my paycheck, and I I don't really care much about this FTR, and I don't really care. Like if I don't want, I don't that think you would Brett. get that. I don't that's, think you would get that. Mm -mm. That's not the Brett I want. I want a I want awesome Brett Hart. I want 1997 Brett Hart. I think that if he were to come in and do something it would be the best version of who he is right now. Yeah. And also like with the Owen Cup coming up and everything, like I think it's, yeah. it'd be really awesome to have Brett on board with that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, let's see what you have got to say about all of this in our ultra chats. And Chris is kicking things off here to say, um, hey, Team Dunuk, having heard from Jeff basically saying he works the WWE system to get released, I'm wondering if what has meant, uh, if that has meant WWE will grant the releases of Ali because Jeff has embarrassed them before um, and they were looking to get that. Do you think that Jeff's actions have indirectly meant that Ali and others will not get freed like Tony Storm did? On another topic, uh, we'll get on to the second part of that. I, I suppose we were talking about that earlier, whether we, we're not sure if Jeff really did game the system in order to get his WWE release or anything like that. But yeah, on the, the subject of Ali, it's so weird, isn't it? Because I, I did the show with SP3 when Ali asked for his release and I said, they're going to release him because they have not got an excuse to not release him because they've done nothing but release people for the last two years. And he said he'll be part of the mania cuts, like the post mania cuts. And I don't know. And now I'm starting to think he's just actually just going to be stuck there because apparently, like, according to what Sean was writing, Vince sees value in him, but he's not actually going to use him. I think if Mustafa Ali was anybody else, they would have let him out of his contract. But because they see this, I don't I don't want to say what my real thoughts are here because I just <laughs> think, I'm sorry, but I think it's BS. I think it's BS what they're doing to Ali. I think it's up okay oh sorry <laughs> now that's a bad word okay but i feel bad i'm sorry it's messed the hell up okay think about that luke come on oh, it's dude. not no, fair it's... that you know people walk out and they're free you you know and, and and it's like i feel bad because i think he went about it the best way that he possibly could the and it backfired on the guy the most professional way possible i mean like it's messed up yeah, aside from like, and I know doing there's people that are like, oh well, WWE could do worse things because they're still paying the guy. Bro, I'm sorry, but there are some people that don't want to just be happy there, waiting, set collecting a paycheck when they're not fulfilling what they want to do with their lives. I'm sorry, and there's a lot of people that make the argument of like, oh, at least he's getting money. That isn't that isn't something that satisfies everybody. I'm sorry, but like, I just don't think that. That's something that, you know, maybe some people will be satisfied by it. Like, I'm cool. I'm collecting a paycheck. I don't give a damn. Sure, then celebrate. But I just don't think everybody's like that. 
if you look at the videos that he posts on Twitter, where it's like him working out in the ring and working out routines, that is not a guy who is just happy to sit there and collect a paycheck. That is a guy who wants to work. As a guy who's got a lot of creative stuff that he wants to do, that was like his whole thing that he was looking to do, the character that he had beforehand that Fox next, he was so ready to do it. And then it's like, he's got a lot to give here. And he's essentially just being held hostage for a yeah. few years as, as as like as drastic as a term that is and I, I, I there's part of me that regrets using it um he is being held there and i feel really bad for him like i said if he was somebody else they probably would not have done that to him yeah free early uh chris does continue here on another topic will we be getting a my rise playthrough on 2k22 i'd be fascinated by your choices yeah you asked this yesterday or am i on the raw show chris um we're doing my gm modes on 2k22 at the moment which me and pete are very much enjoying We've what is that few... like general manager game oh it is yeah you get your roster you draft your rosters together and then you start booking matches wait is and... it like an app no, it's on it's on WB2K22. Oh, I don't play video games. So. I know you don't. No, like yeah. we literally I did an episode of this podcast about 2K22 with Matt McMuscles. And I was like, I don't think Denise will want to be on this show. So I got Tempest in instead. Please no. <laughs> God no. Like, I'm not a video game person. If I do video games, it's like a one-time thing and I won't touch it for like the next year. Well, me and Pete are having a lot of fun playing my GM mode. We filmed some more episodes of uh, the Monday Night War uh, this past week, and we're having a lot of fun playing well, it. I, I have an absolute mare in episode four as a little tease for everyone. I'm sorry, but me and Pete and Tempest had a better time. Oh, I have we, not watched it yet. You need I to watch watched it. it. Oh, you my God. You need to I'm watch so it because I'm not kidding you. I cried in this game. I laughed <laughs> so hard. I started crying. You need to see what happens in the lewd round of the Smack Talk Showdown game on my YouTube channel where Pete, me, and Tempest all battle it out. You need to see this. I swear, Luke. I'm I'm going to be watching it after this. I've been really excited to do it. Like when Pete, because Pete left our recordings of uh, Monday Night War because he was like, I've got to go film with Denise. And I'm like, oh, you playing Smack Talk? And he was like, yeah, we are. And I was like, oh, that's going to be real fun. You're um, never going to be able to look at Tempest the same ever again. Like he's going to change forever in your eyes. I can't believe you didn't let Sean come back and defend his title though. Well, I was going to save him because I don't want to be hitting up Sean. He's a busy guy. I don't want to be like, hey, every month come in and do this video. Well, so no, I, like to space out. I like to space out my favors, you know? Um, and lastly from Chris, it's just the question, where's Alexa? Well, Chris, they brought her back with no plans. That's where Alexa is. Also, once you watch the video, you'll see what the plan is. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, Andrew Zarian here claiming that Sean isn't busy at all. I don't know. <laughs> he, he seems like he's a hardworking man, but Andrew probably knows more than I do. I wonder if that's a scoop there. Actually, that's Sean doesn't do work that's at all. That's a scoop. Uh, Ten Rosa here. Jeff Hardy showing all these people who want out of WWE and never want to go back the game plan for a release. F the E. I hope Ali gets released in the post-mania cuts. I got an email saying my Ring of Honor Honor Club has just been cancelled. Interesting. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. There was a note in the Observer today. Let me just find it. Because uh, I also found this interesting. Um, let me just drag it across to the screen so I'm not looking weird on the camera. Uh, in an interesting story, damn it, where is it? 
Sorry. And then, together, Luke. You're sorry. Well, I, I didn't know this was going to happen. In a story that may end up significant down the line to AEW or mean nothing, the shareholders of Discovery, Discovery voted in favor of the merger with Warner Media. Discovery will be in control of the new company, having purchased stock from AT&T. The acquisition is expected to close over the next few months. The key here is that Discovery will likely be the company making the decisions regarding wrestling, which would include a potential streaming deal under the umbrella, as well as negotiations for the next AEW television contract when the current one expires at the end of 2023. Discovery CFO Gunnar Weidenfels said that at the time, Discovery Plus and HBO Max would be combined into one blowout direct-to-consumer product that should certainly drive healthy revenue growth for years to come. That's definitely interesting. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, that is, there's there's two, two parts of my mind there. Like there's one, which is just like, oh, cool. Because, the, you know, there were those rumors. I think actually Andrew was even talking about the rumors that there might be some HBO it's deal. always Andrew. <laughs> when he's not showing off his sexy chest hair, he's talking about business deals. Um that, you know, there might be some HBO Max deal down the line, and that's where AEW is going to end up. Like, there was some thoughts that that might have been Tony Khan's big announcement that he had before it was the Ring of Honor deal. Um, but the other part of my brain is just like, oh, this is what killed WCW, was there was a merger between two companies, and that other company did not want wrestling, and so they took wrestling off the network, and that is what killed WCW. I just think we're in different time periods right now. So I feel like maybe like the second part of your brain, like I get it, but at the same time, it's like we're in a different time period now. So I think things are a little, just a little bit different. I hope so as well. Um, as for Jeff Hardy showing people the way out, uh, I think it it might work once. I don't know it'll work for everyone. I think Debbie might might cotton on to these things. All right. Well, let me ask you a question. You're a wrestler. You're on the, the roster. You're unhappy. What do you do? You see what Mustafa Ali did. You see what Jeff Hardy did. What do you do? Um, I am asking publicly, I can tell you that much. Um, but I also think if I just leave a ring, if I leave a match erratically, like I don't think that's going to lead me to get fired up because I'll probably do a drug test on me, realize that I'm clean and be like, I'm just going to get reprimanded for that. And I might be suspended for 30 days or something. So you just ask like privately and if they privately. say no, what do you I would, do? I would ask privately. I would ask privately and they say no. I was like, well, when the next round of cuts comes, can you, can my name be part of those cuts? Yeah, but then they're going to be like, nah, screw this guy. He wants to get cut from our company. Nah, he's staying here. Like, I would be petty about it. Like, if I was in a position of power, I'd probably be like, you know what? Luke wants to leave, so screw that. He's staying here. I, yeah, and I'd probably end up in that that's cycle. Terrible. I was like, why do I, how do I get out of this situation? I've, I've tried. I've asked politely. See, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, what do you do? I guess I'm just, just asking. To... I don't, you know, there's no right answer. There's I don't no have answer, the answer. Yeah. I'm just asking. I'm just trying to pressure you. Interestingly, and I know I'm bringing up Andrew a lot here. We might as well just bring Andrew into the show at this point. But uh, it's just here. WWE is convinced that AEW is ending up there. HBO Max is uh, just put in the ability for streaming live, which will include pay-per-views in the future. Dude, first of all, I'll just say this. Like, um, HBO Max, if you're going to go and do, like, any of these, you know, big streaming sites, I feel like you got to do, like, HBO Max, Amazon Prime, or, like, Netflix, because those really are, like, the big, big ones. Uh, none of these, like, little rink-a-dink ones. Like, there's some rink-a-dink ones that got, like, nothing on there. And somehow they got, like, millions of subscribers. And I'm like, how? I And I'm, like, one of the subscribers, because I subscribe to all these apps. And some of them suck 
really bad. Okay. Like they got no content and they're charging you like five to 10 bucks a month. And there's like no content whatsoever. But anyways, but if you're going to do this, it's got to be with like a big deal, uh, streaming service. And right now, like with the, oh, like there's just like so much competition. Why not get, you know, live and obviously they're already doing, you know, live sports and all of that. And you can include wrestling in that conversation, I think. Yeah, I I don't know because I don't have to use it, but I have heard that the Bleacher Reports app for like streaming AEW has not been great. Like we get, we just do it over Fight and Fight's grand. Um, yeah, it's not that great. Uh, I've used it and because I have, that's my only option for these pay-per-views. I've used it, but uh, I've heard that other people have had issues. I haven't had like a major issue with it. So, I mean, I'm okay for the most part, but like logging on to their website and just trying to buy like the tickets for the show has been like a little bit like you'll click on something. They'll send you to an article that'll send you to another article that'll send you to an article. And you're like, well, where do I get this? Like, it should not be this difficult to buy a show. That's my on a, big pet peeve with Bleacher Report or BR Live, whatever it's called. That's why Fight TV is the way forward. Fight is a great service. Uh, if I can, I don't uh, know. People get their complaints about Fight TV too. Uh, the only thing I can ever complain about Fight is the chat is the worst. Can you the take chat it out? Is, I mean, yeah, I just full screen it and just ignore the yeah. chat. But the chat on Fight is dog awful. It's, it's it is the worst of toxic fandom. It is disgusting. Oh, it's like pervy stuff yeah i've seen what i had to like get my when i had to watch smackdown not on fox sports and i had to go watch on those websites i couldn't get rid of the little chat oh there was some stuff on there i was like who are these people it's so bad it's so bad it is awful but if i can um if you'll permit me denise i'd like to do some straight shooting of my own on a streaming platform impact wrestling get your streaming services sort it out it is a nightmare to use it is okay, dreadful plus, it is a nightmare i it never is, have issues with them oh my god it's it's hard to sign up for it is hard to then navigate to the thing that you want to navigate to you search for victory road 2011 what does it take you to do you want to watch this week's impact no i want to watch victory Road 2011 that's not the worst of it denise i'm paying eight bucks a month for this thing and do you know what i get advert five adverts five non-skippable really? adverts at the start and i don't get like, any of that oh my god maybe it's just in the uk here but like i get weight watchers adverts i get one about paddington bear i get one about these kids <laughs> like pajama things or anything of hulu that's how hulu is like you pay for like no ads and you still get the ads like regardless yeah. i love hulu but i hate hulu here is the absolute worst of it though denise so you get those five adverts at the start that you can't skip that's about four minutes worth of just sitting around and waiting for a pay-per-view to start if you pause the stream it plays those four those five adverts again no it doesn't actually pause the, I'm sorry the video. to think you downloaded the wrong app that never happens to me and it just plays those five adverts again and it's got and do you know what the worst thing is denise what? one of them has got james corden in it and you know what's funny ever since you said that you hate james corden i didn't really care that much for him before but now i like him a little bit more just because you hate him (laughs) like i i like him now a little bit more thanks to your hate for poor james corden james corden is the fight tv chat of tv personalities what but he's funny did you ever see the video of him where he holds billy eilish's tarantula 
It's no. so funny because Billie Eilish has a pet tarantula and she makes him hold it and he's like, nope, nope. And then he has to hold it and he's like, Billy, Billy, take the tarantula, Billy. And Billy just walks out. He's like, Billy, this isn't funny. Take the tarantula. And the tarantula is in his hand and it's starting to crawl. It was funny. I'm sure it wasn't staged at all. Um... It's a freaking hairy, big ass spider on your hands. I don't care how much you stage that. That is terrifying. Uh, I mean, you know what? Eric Rowan's one didn't seem that scary. Oh, come on. Uh, Matt Carney here said AEW has brought in people that have either left a positive or neutral effect on the company. Uh, they have yet to bring in someone who has left on a truly negative effect. If Jeff is that character, would Tony uh, be able to be the stern father and punish him? We were sort of talking about this actually because you know we were talking about Victory Road 2011. So the people are asking why have I subscribed to Impact Plus? I was watching Victory Road 2011. Um, also, hold on, there's a lot of really their monthly pay per views. I see a lot of people complaining about how they want real wrestling on TV and they want more wrestling, but there is options out there. Go yeah. check out Impact Plus. Their monthly pay per views are phenomenal, and a lot of people are missing the boat on those. They really are, but also sort your streaming service out. It's specifically in the UK, apparently. Apparently, it's an only a UK only issue, but it's a localized issue. And I'm sick to the back teeth of watching James Corden and said the past abilities are endless. <laughs> Off James Corden. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna book James Corden versus <laughs> at my WrestleMania watch death. Uh, too. He wouldn't show up, and if he did, he'd be a diva about it. Um. But yeah, like I, I'd like to think that AEW and, and Tony Khan here have got like some smarts about them and they wouldn't have brought Jeff in if they thought Jeff was going to be a problem. That is like, perhaps I am just, I am being uh, naive in this scenario, but I'd like to think that's the case. Well, we'll find out. Uh, and legit underboss here says Ali is a better man than me. I would be super petty by going on cameo and Twitch and doing AEW watch alongs. I think I would be like a nightmare. Like I feel like once you've already established, like you're not getting what you want, I would just be like the bad kid in the scenario. Like I would always be going on Twitter and being like, nah, this and that. Blah, blah, blah. I would be like that uncontrollable mad child. Like mom didn't let me stay up past my bedtime. Well, you know what? Now I'm going to raise all hell. So yeah, bless Ali. Uh, Tyler Robinson here. Do you think if Bret Hart joins FTR, they will mention him having his back at the WWE Hall of Fame? Wait, repeat the question. If uh, if Bret Hart does join FTR, do you think they'll mention him having his back at the Hall of Fame? You know when Bret Hart got tackled. Oh yeah, and... I was there for that actually. Yeah. Were you really? Yeah. Was there? Um, I, I, how was it there live? It was what <sighs> trying to remember, but it was one of those things where like, or had I left already? No, I was there. Sorry, I'm blinking right now. I'm trying to remember if I was there there or if I was there after it happened. <laughs> Never mind. I'm having some memory confusion here for a second. Yeah, because I was there at that Hall of Fame and I did the show, but I don't remember now if I left before. Because I that was the same day as the MSG show. It and I went indeed, to the yeah. MSG show too. So I'm trying to remember if it happened in between when I left. Yeah, I did both. Oh, wow. I went How to the Hall of Fame. Both? I'm Hollywood Salcedo. I did both. I went to the Hall of Fame. I went to the Hall of Fame and I also went to the MSG show. Weren't they all at the same time? They were. Well, 
Hall of Fame was on the red carpet was on a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay, so I did yeah, the yeah. red carpet, and then after that, I came and I I left and went to the to Madison Square Garden for the MSG show. So so yeah. So then I wasn't there. No, I wasn't there. I was there at the event, but I left before the actual thing happened. I've told this story like a, a million times on this podcast, but it never fails to make me laugh. Um, we used to get a lot of people. Uh, criticizing us for only ever doing live stream reactions to WWE shows or only ever reviewing WWE shows. Bear in mind as well, this is before AEW was a thing. And that's it. You're a shill. You don't review anything else. So we did live stream reactions to the Ring of Honor New Japan uh, Supercard show at Madison Square Garden because we were legit super excited about it. And no one and, watched. Well, A, no one really watched. And the only people that were watching were actually coming in to tell us what was happening at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well... It was it. Disclaimer on now. That's how we you found out the Brett Huggle attacked. Do you still get that? Um, no. When we do AEW streams, like people are mad into what like our AEW content is more popular than our WWE content, like in terms of viewing figure wise. You chill. Yeah, I know, right? Even though Ollie Davis hates it now. Yeah, um, What does Ollie Davis hate? Oh, he's just he, so we're doing this running gag at the moment because he has some mild criticisms against AEW. Everyone oh. now just assumes that he hates AEW. He's Dan so, Lambert now. Oh, yeah, he's Dan Lambert. Like, so I'm running it into the ground that he just hates everything AEW. And we're just bringing you know, it up after everything. There's people that are going to buy that and be all crazy about it. <laughs> oh, I know. You know, in the same way that people like this. You know, they're like, oh, I'm an AEW shill. I'm also a WWE shill at the same time because I liked an episode of Raw once. Um, but yeah, like it was funny, like that Bret Hart thing, we had that as a running gag for a little while as well. I was like, did you hear Bret Hart got attacked to the Hall of Fame? Because we got loads of ultra chats about it. People being like, did you hear about Bret Hart? And I was like, yeah, we did. Everyone's told us already. By the way, just FYI, you are what people want you to be, okay? If people want you to be a WWE show, that's what you are. If people want you to be an AEW show, that's what you are. People only see what they want to see. Tip for everybody. Um, switching gears ever so slightly this was from Roberto this was on yesterday's Dynamite show uh, shout out to Roberto yesterday uh, for last week setting up our Thunder Rosa interview um, he said hot take here on control your narrative it's raw underground Dallas nothing but a boiler room I would not go anywhere near that so I don't even want to know <laughs> did you read the rules I skimmed through them it was just like i don't really feel like reading this like i saw it and i was like i feel like i should know about this but <laughs> i don't really feel like i skimmed i was like one i'm bored two okay fast forward ten okay but i did see the part about them basically saying nothing of what the young bucks do that's exactly yeah yeah it's just yeah. like no super kicks no canadian destroyers even though you control which, your which, narrative and do whatever you want i was gonna say is doesn't that defeat the purpose of control your narrative like if your narrative is hey i just want to do a bunch of like super kicks then that's who you are you should be able to do you right so doesn't it defeat the purpose i ollie has got my favorite take on this which is it's so bad it has to be a work like it has to be like they know it's bad and they're doing this on purpose. I so I don't think so. And like I remember when I first saw their announcement that they were starting a promotion, I was like, oh, you know how exciting, good for them. You know they're taking matters into their own hands. That's nice. And then I kept seeing all this other stuff coming out. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure it's for me. Um, Ten Rosa here said, it you don't want to 30... pay. Wait, you don't want to pay for the VIP room or what's it call it? The VIP room where you have to like yell at the wrestlers. The, or the rant room. Yeah, you don't want to do that? Come on, let some anger out, Luke. Let your anger out. 
I've got nothing angry to say against EC3 or Adam Scher. Like, no, I've got nothing can, like angry whatever you're frustrated about in life, like let's say you got a high, like let's say your baby isn't letting you sleep or you got high bills to pay or that one thing that you couldn't fix on your car, go out and yell to yell about it to EC3. Damn it, the freaking car. I couldn't take my trip because I couldn't put the damn thing together. I was going to say, that's about the only thing I could think of is that damn roof bar that I couldn't attach to this car. The like, roof bar, season three. Swedish Lego system thing that wouldn't actually fit yeah. on my car. There you go. See, let out your life angers. <gasps> oh, God. Uh, do you know what? I hope they're happy and I hope that they're having a nice time with their little fun promotion. I'm sure they're having a grand old time with it. Are they drawing people? Like, are people going? I haven't spoke blues. Clearly they've been into one show, haven't they? I have no idea. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, Ten Rosen said, it gets to 35, 40 degrees Celsius here in Australia during Christmas, so no onesies here. Who on the roster do you want to get released that you know will be okay and better on the outside? Counting down to Quizlemania again, Denise needs to sing on that show one more time. Nope, I'm done singing. And I don't like to say, I don't like to answer this question because it's like, I don't want to wish anybody losing their job, but for yeah. the sake of just being a part of the argument, I'm going to go with Ollie just because I just, he you know, wants he it. wants out. Yeah, he wants out and he's clarified that he wants That's out. That's same for me. Yeah. Like, I don't like yeah. to see anyone lose their job, even if you know that they're going to be okay on the other side. Yeah, um, and a lot of people are. At the, at, at the end of the day, if you are willing to, oh, I'm going to be like Kim Kardashian. If you want to work and you're going to go out there and you're going to work, you will make it happen. Well, if someone knows about hard work, it's Kim Kardashian, isn't it? <laughs> I feel bad. You know, it's funny. Like, Kim, Kim's, okay, she said nothing wrong. It was just that it was coming from her. Because it was coming from her. She was not the person to be out here saying, work hard, this and that, this and that. I get it. Work hard, go out there. I get all that. But it just wasn't Kim that was supposed to be the one saying it, you know? Yeah. So it was I, like, don't feel too, I don't feel bad for her, though. Because, well, I have my own beef with Kim. What's your beef with Kim? What's she done to Taylor Swift? Oh, my God, Luke Owen. I cannot even believe you just asked me that. Please go back and watch. Please go and learn about pop culture for a second. What do you mean, go learn? Okay, right. I'm going to do a quick. There is here. just, I, Jesus Christ. Like, go watch some of those <laughs> videos, please. There is just too much beef between Kim and Taylor for me to even begin. I was at a feud with Kanye. Okay. Oh, how do you not know this? Do you live under a rock? I, because I don't care. Like, that's why I don't know this. And also, here from 26th of December, uh, 2021, Kim Kardashian ends feud with Taylor Swift. So maybe you're the one who's hung up on something. Nope, that's not the way it worked. Nope. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I don't care. I don't care to these. That's why I don't. Well, that's know. how I feel about video games and game I'm boards. Not, and I'm not having this. a pop at you for not knowing about board games and video oh, games. Don't give me a bunch of hell for not knowing when? about this stuff. When all I the give time. You, I do not have a pop at you for not knowing about yes. board games. You're not yes, into board games. That's okay. Yes, you do all the time. But this is like, okay, but to be fair, these are things that people are out talking about in society. Like when you go out and you're like surrounded by people, people are talking about the drama. People no, no, are no. not talking are, about not, Dungeons Denise. and Dragons. They are, Denise, I can tell you categorically they are not. Because okay. I've had conversations well, with people where, have and it's never here. come up in conversation. Yes. A bunch of times. Okay, when you go out with your friend, well, at least my friends, and like people and adults and just like overall like if i go somewhere and i talk to people and i make small talk small talk is like celebrity stuff it isn't in my in my circle of friends it really isn't okay well mine is beyond my circle of friends it's like people 
just here in general and other places too. Like that's the one thing you can always talk about is what's going on on like celebrity pop culture news, you know? Like you can always find somebody to talk about that with. Like right now, do you even know the drama between Kanye and Kim? No, I do not. Oh my God. I hate these people and even I know everything. <laughs> I don't know. Like, are they, are they, are they a couple? I can't. Oh my God. I, they're they? like, they're divorced now. And Kim okay. is with that Pete guy. And there's like all this drama and Kanye is losing his mind. Quinnell? What's Pete Quinnell <laughs> doing in this? Um, Pete Davidson, that one guy that apparently every oh, girl Suicide likes Squad. except me. Huh? Pete Davidson, he was fun in Suicide Squad. Sure, but I wouldn't date him just because he's fun. <laughs> but apparently he's like the guy that gets all the girls. Like he's been with Ariana Grande. Uh, and I forgot that one other girl, but and then Kim Kardashian. And then like, apparently he's like hot stuff, but I don't see it. <laughs> okay. But I shouldn't um, be talking right now because I look like crap, so. <laughs> you look tremendous, Denise. You always look tremendous. Um, Brett J. Rasmussen says, Bleacher Report sucks. What happened to me is apparently that I have different accounts. One on my phone, which is different to the one on my computer that I can't use on my Xbox. Somehow I had to buy it twice. Denise is right. Buying the pay-per-view is a hassle. Yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, Dragon Death Cab says, any theory about control your narrative being self-aware ended when they signed Austin Aries? I don't know what to say. Yeah. Uh, the legit underboss says, Denise is a pop culture nerd ranting away. Yeah. You should have seen, I went at it hard at Pete the other day on our, <laughs> on our Wrestle Talk podcast. I felt bad because he came in with like a stance because we were arguing about something. And then I went on like a 20 minute rant about why he was wrong i don't think the... he's ever gonna do a show with me ever again well if i tell you we're gonna argue it about it right now and i don't really Are feel we? like arguing about it right now i can't replicate the same rant that's, that's okay it's fine is there anything in pop culture that i really need to know about i mean like no i guess not i mean like it's just, <laughs> no but I'm, I'm just trying to say like it's everyday like stuff you know like i just don't know how you're not seeing this like even if you're not interested it's there because every single media outlet and their mother is covering it so it's oh. hard to avoid. So like, okay, so you just see. there is an easy way to avoid it though. Like I watch the news and it tells me like the news stuff, which is dominated by Russia and Ukraine <laughs> all and all right, that like... sort of stuff. Hold, I, and then my no. Twitter feed, my Twitter feed is basically just people telling me about wrestling news, video game news, and like. Do you not check like stuff. trending topics? Do you not follow like media sites? No, I do not follow any media sites. Okay, see, I follow media sites. Like I follow all of these. You know, all of them. Well, most yeah, of that. and that's right. Which is why I don't digest any of this because, like, I'm not getting any of this news given. But to you me. should, though, because it's why you're living under a rock that you're not that's part not, of society. Not at all, because like, not a single person has ever be said. Hard to talk to. Not a single person I interact with has ever said to me, "Man, what's your take on the Kim Kardashian Kanye <laughs> okay. West drama?" Well, please be prepared whenever you're planning to come to Los Angeles because <laughs> you're gonna have to have an opinion, okay? Or else people are gonna look at you and be like, "Ooh, I have a." Okay, without giving too much information, I have a friend who's going to stop dating this guy because he's like a Kanye West nut. And by that, like, it just shows so much of your personality. Like, who you're a fan of says so much about who you are. And this guy's kind of a little bit of a nut. Like, he's really, like, defending how Kanye West is so possessive over Kim Kardashian. And my friend was like, what the f***? You know? So, like, yeah. Yeah, just rub a lot. We live in two different worlds. We live in two different worlds. And that's absolutely fine. 
you know, if you want to come to me and talk to me about Ghostbusters Afterlife, please be my guest because I will happily talk about that for an hour. I can't. <laughs> I don't even like these people. This is the worst part. I don't even like or care about these people. Yet I know about them. And that's your problem, not mine. Um, lastly, before we get out of here, thank you so much for watching this show, which as actually is sponsored by the Wrestle Talk Podcast Magazine. Issue 40 is going to be available digitally. Now, this is very interesting. So the Wrestle Talk Magazine, it's a very, very cool magazine. We're very, very proud of everything that we've done with the Wrestle Talk Magazine. It is always going to be available as a, uh, as a physical thing. But we're doing a very special uh, new launch for this. To pound for the digital version of issue 40. Just one singular Great British pound. Uh, and it's going to be that way for a little while here. If you pay £10, you're going to get your whole year's worth free. Um, but yeah, just spending £1 a month helps support us here at WrestleTalk massively. We've come up with the most affordable way to buy this WrestleTalk item because we did a survey um, amongst our viewers. And the reason why people said that they don't tend to buy the WrestleTalk magazine or buy merchandise or anything like that is because they can't afford it. So we thought, well, Let's make this a quid then. So we're selling this at a pound. And we hope that you really do enjoy. We've got some fantastic articles in this month. Um, Dave Bradshaw takes you through like the history of WrestleMania, like where WrestleMania takes place, including some very interesting things here, like Madison Square Garden, how it started in 1874, and it links to P.T. Barnum. So fun facts you there. And uh, this is the one I'm really interested in reading as well. Do you remember when Charlotte was having her beef with WWE? Mm -hmm. And there were even stories going out about like how she may leave and she may go to AEW and she had trademarked Ashley Flair and all this sort of stuff. There's a whole like history article being written. Like it's in the magazine about like what happened there and kind of charting it. And I'm really looking forward to reliving that time. So please do click the link in the video description down below to get your copy of Rest Talk magazine. It's available for one great British pound. Uh, Denise Salcedo, um, you and I both interviewed Thunder Rosa recently. Um, have you got anything else that you would like to plug? Uh, I would highly recommend people go and watch your uh, interview with Thunder Rosa. I watched it ahead of the my chat that I had with her, and I thought it was excellent. Also, look at you dropping the scoops this week. I was about to say, I was I got two videos that I want people to check out. One, if you guys want to watch that Joey Janela interview, you guys can. And then two, the SmackDown Showdown video, which is myself, Tempest, and Pete. You will cry of laughter. Guaranteed. Crying of laughter, guaranteed, or your money back. Is that a real promise? Yeah. Okay. You hear it, you hear it, Sam. Denise Alcedo was going to give you cash if you didn't cry with laughter. No, so. I said your money back. Oh, because no one's spending anything. Uh, you see, she is smart. So Denise, I went to go and look um, at what's trending on Twitter because you were telling me to like check out more trending topics and stuff. Yeah. I think right now it's just basketball and maybe like the Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, I've got Ukraine and Russia, but I also had uh, hashtag Godzilla was one of my training topics. Are we on the, are you, but you got the UK ones or you got worldwide or what do you got? Well, it's also, it's just based upon the things that you like. So like my trending topics are just catered towards like what I tweet. No, about. but you're in the for you the section though. You got to go to like trending, trending. Okay, why do I get a trend? So, like, for you, your for you section is just like things that you might be interested in. Like, right now, I have Ric Flair, Kenny oh, Omega, okay. Seth yeah, Rollins, because yeah, yeah. it's so wrestling trending. stuff. 
But if you go to trending, like mine are set to the United States trends, though, not worldwide, because I just want to know about what's going on in the United States. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because that's where I'll get like most of stuff that I'm like more possibly interested in. So um, because then I'll do like worldwide and then all of a sudden I get a bunch of like soccer stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just scrolling down the like the worldwide trending thing. And uh, like yeah, right now, one of the guys thing. from BTS is trending at number four. You got number one is right now the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Friday I mean, I vibes. Would, the only one I've actually clicked though is the one that's about Greg's because I'm into Greg's. Like, there's just a bunch, like, the New York Times is trending. You know, there's a bunch of stuff trending. <laughs> I like to click on things even if I don't know about them. Like, sports stuff, I'll click on them even though I don't know about that stuff. I'll still click on it and read the stories and be informed. I think, and, I, and I think it's good to to stay informed and things like that. But I am just, like, it's it's not my my topic of... It's not my area of interest, I suppose. Like, Godzilla, you know, talking about Akira Sakurada, like, that I'm interested in. But I go Don't worry, when... I'm going to inform you now. From now on, I will inform you. I mean, like, I think there's a podcast idea in there, Denise, where you just tell me about yeah. like, pop culture and stuff. Yeah. Be like, this, this is what's going on in the world today. I, so I had this recently. Like, yesterday, we were recording our Cineworld show, and Sydney Sweeney has just been cast in the Madam Web movie that Sony are doing with Dakota mm -hmm. Johnson. And both me and I sat down, and we were like, do you know who Sydney Sweeney is? And we were like, no, I, I actually, I don't. I, I, she is just a name that I hear a lot, but I actually have no clue who she is. And so we then had to just start Googling who Sydney Sweeney is. And that was the first time, Denise, where I was like, maybe I do need to know a few things because I have a blues clue who I she say, is. I don't know who Sydney, Sydney Sweeney is. Wait, actually, hold on. Yeah, I do. Wait, hold on. No, I never. Wait, was she an who is she no she's not like anybody that would mm, she wasn't handmaid's tale but i think she had like a smaller role in handmaid's tale she was you remember who she was in handmaid's tale who she was um uh what was the groundkeeper's name like that um it says uh, she was eden but i don't remember who eden was yeah so you remember that like seeing in um her compounds they had the guy the, guy, the one that she had the affair with Oh, the guy? The, uh -huh. the guy, yeah. Oh, was, he, was she the one that marries him afterwards? Yes. And okay, then... see, like, that's such a small role, so I don't blame you for not knowing Sydney. Yeah, but then she has that awesome death sequence, though, spoilers. Oh, uh, but she's in Euphoria. That's it, right? Who so is she's she in, in Euphoria? Euphoria. I don't know. I have not yeah, seen I watched Euphoria. the show. Oh, she's Cassie. Oh, so she's big now. Yeah, okay, so now, no, yeah, yeah. Because I know her ex Cassie. I just didn't recognize her face. But yeah, okay, so she's really popular because of, of Euphoria. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I know her now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, Ollie and I don't know that show. We don't watch it. So like, I had to essentially, I had to do a show yesterday and pretend that I knew a lot about Sydney Sweeney and just be like, yeah, she's like really popular at the moment. I basically just read what Deadline told me. <laughs> just deadline. And then I just told you the same thing right now. <laughs> yeah, she's like a meme too. There's like this meme of her, like, I think like breaking down and crying from euphoria. So like, she's a meme there too. She's a meme, is she? Huh. Yeah, she's a meme. It's out there, Sydney Sweeney meme. But yeah. And she's got like a really like she's got very like hot sea type of uh scenes in Euphoria. Hot sea types of scenes, eh? Yeah, hot sea. Uh, Denise, before I let you go, what are you up to this weekend? Um, not much. I got the I got the weekend off. Oh, nice. Yeah. What are you gonna do with nice. it? 
I'll probably just hang out with family. So nothing much like else is going on, yeah. to be honest. Well, I mean, Denise, I know you don't think it's cool, but I'm playing board games on Sunday. And Thumbs I'm up. I'm playing board games with my group, Board Game Dads. Oh, and- my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's killing me. Yep, the board game dad to get in together and we're going to have a fun old time, drink some non-alcoholic beer and then drive home. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm very happy for you, it's Luke. Sunday afternoon. I'll be home by four. You should take pictures and post them up. Board game dads. <laughs> the board game dads. Uh, right, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening and thank you to you, Denise Salcedo, for joining us once again. Uh, we will see you next week. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.